ones who done left the yard When they come in, son, they rap hard Sit on no fun in their squad There they go, they the sons of God They the ones who done left the yard When they come in, son, they rap hard Sit on no fun in their squad what up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the future. Welcome to 2021. You are listening to Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with the whole crew. Even a swish in the building. As always, you can ingest this podcast where they are disseminated. But we hope that you would go to our website first, divemedia.co. That is divemedia.co, where all of our podcasts are streamed. They are also on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all of the others. And you can get us on the socials at This Is Dive Media. That's uh, Facebook, Twitter, The Gram, all of the places. This is Dive Media, and I am at Divinimous, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. And I am at E to the V to the on IG and Twitter, and I am E to the on Clubhouse, and I am E to the merch for the merchandise. Ooh, she gonna get it all in there. She can't. You, didn't, you didn't say who you was, though. You just like, and I'm at she just like look she like buy my stuff follow me she's like i don't care who y'all don't even know who i am just buy my stuff all right this is avery and you can uh you can hit me up at a very good idea.com that is uh, a very good idea.com check it out check it out so yeah yeah and that's right eva did just tell us um tell y'all that we're on clubhouse so get at us on clubhouse we are on clubhouse now getting our toes wet you know, we sort of dipping our toes into the three feet right now at Clubhouse. We haven't gone to the deep end. Because, you know, it's some deep end activity on that joint. But we are. I think our, you got your back heel in the water in Clubhouse now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we still in the in the kitty section. But now definitely come holler at us on Clubhouse. We're not trying to sell you real estate or tell you how dope we are in business, though, which is 90% of the Bama's on there. But anyway. Come holler at us on Clubhouse. We 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 may do some collaborative stuff on there and do some live podcasts on there. We you know we we see how things go with that. But holler at us on Clubhouse. Actually, actually yesterday I was in a conspiracy theory room. Oh well, of, of course you were. Of course you were. They were they yeah. were trying to figure out how these crazy people so easily got into the Capitol building. So I was just interested in finding out what they came up with. You was going you was going to work that in. He's like, I'm I'm getting it in this show. I don't care what he says. We're going to get into this situation. Yeah, she was like, I'm going to work this in. Job, inside job and all that stuff came up. But anyway, moving right along. Uh huh. Moving moving right along. Uh-huh. If you are in the United States in the year of our Lord, 2021, yes, there was some chicanery that went down um, in the capital of the country. Uh, yeah. And mayhem. Yeah. A little, bit of, a little bit of grand theater, but although lives were lost, so we don't want to denigrate the, the lives that were lost. I think there were about five people that died. Um, there was actually an officer, one of the Federal Protective Service um, members that did lose their lives. I mean, it's just so it's a it's a lot of wildness. It it you know what it shows me as well is that you can still see the sway and the impact that you know unrighteous leadership can still have on the lives of of people. And uh, so you know, and it, it's funny bringing it to our world here. You know what really stood out to me? Ooh, I get a virtual thumbs up from Eve on that journey. I must have been. 
you know when you start talking good you get the virtual thumbs up anyway but you know what actually it is a brown thumbs up it's I know brown. yeah I'm, it's brown. yeah let's just go ahead and do a public service announcement I make it a point to change all my emojis to uh yeah we we putting the melanin in our emojis in uh, in 2021 so 2021 is the year for melanated emojis just figure out put that out there anyway okay, okay but you know what's funny to me and I'm not even going to put this in my this week in the news because I have something else for this week in the news what's but funny this, how all of these preachers who t- who clip their wagons to your boy, right? They clip their wagons to your boy. For the last four years, okay, all on. of these preachers have been clipping their wagons to your boy. And now he's going down in flames. I mean, you remember just a month ago, they was calling for angels from South America and angels from Africa. And now I'm like, I'm like, your boy is going down in flames. What, what are you going to do? Like, I just, I look up on the white Twitter. Oh boy. I wasn't trying to call no names out, but there he is folks. He's still coming with that 2020 ammo. He still got some left in the clip. (laughs) He still got a couple, couple rounds in the clip. Who, who, who else can get it? Who else can get it? Go ahead. Paula can get it. Go ahead. Mr. Jeffers can get it. They all can get it. But no, in, in all seriousness, they they hitched their wagons to this cat and now he's going down in flames. And so I, I just wonder, you know, I'm, I'm like waiting to see what the responses are, are going to be as his ship is sinking, as the Titanic's going down by the iceberg. What is uh, what is going to be the, re- the response from the, you know. Paula White's and the you know Pastor Jeffers of the world. I just wonder what that what that's going to look like in in 2021. How are they going to sort of try to backtrack all of what they have been doing over the past you know two, three, four years? It just finds that you know anyway. But you know y'all know us. We we're not a political show. You know we just like to make fun of what what we can make fun of. Yeah, yeah. She's she's not going to say anything. The angels in uh in South America, they like, yeah, we uh we got to deal with Venezuela right now. We can't really help you with uh, <laughs> we can't help you with your with your boy. Um, but you know what? What we do want to jump into today, folks, just for just for uh, a tad bit, and then I do want to get in my this week in the news, and we may get a little political on that joint, but it's 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 still fun to it's it is still interesting to you know joke about the saints when we do foolishness like calling angels from South America and Africa. Um, money in the church. Money in the church in, in 2021. If you have been hiding under a rock for the last 10 months, 11 months or whatever it's been now, um, we are in a global pandemic. I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, if you're listening to this in the future future, you know when you double the words that makes it more you know, more emphasis. That's the future future. Um, but in the years of 2020 and 2021, there was a global pandemic, uh, COVID-19. Uh, and people have been quarantined and they've been in their homes and there hasn't been a lot of social interaction. There's been a lot of social distancing. And so one of the things that I've thought about in that time is how are people going to maneuver, particularly in, in our churches, how how are they going to handle not being able to gather, uh, not being able to congregate? Right, that's the nice nice uh, liturgical term. Um, not being able to congregate and and the like. And I've actually talked to a couple of brothers that that, that I know who are church leaders, just asking them because I'm not really in that world anymore in terms of leadership. Just asking them like, how are you guys maneuvering? How are y'all handling? 
um, you know, listen, virtual church that's been going on, but now it's kind of full scale. And you and I both know, right, that it is going to impact your bread, right? If people are not showing up, they're not, there's just no bread. Let's just keep it a hundo, right? There's just no bread. And just, I'm, I'm asking, bro, like, I'm, I'm asking brothers, like, man, how are you handling this drink? I mean, you know, you can get the donations offline, but, you know, it's just, it's not going to be the same as if people were there throwing money into the bucket. And um, just a parenthetical statement briefly as a, as a person who's idealistic in her, you know, natural bent. It's really amazing that you're mentioning bread and money and finance because there are a lot of people who say, I don't go to church for that reason. You know, I don't even think about that. Um, what I'm missing is the fellowship. What I'm missing is uh, God's word and the application thereof and why is AJ coming on to this <laughs> podcast talking about, well, they're missing money. It's about money. You know, it, it isn't. It's about the fellowship. Can, can you can you try to balance that that view out a little bit? Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I wouldn't I would never try to throw everybody into the same pot and not, you know, realize that there are definitely genuine people who are just missing and longing for the the fellowship and the community that that comes from being together. I mean, listen, there were years that I had very rich fellowship at a lot of, you know, churches. So I'm not here to denigrate any of that. That is um a a vital component to the to, to the life of local churches. That that fellowship and, and that co- communal aspect, my you know my uh, reason for bringing that up though is I don't uh-huh. want to miss sight of the fact that most local churches are church incorporated, mm. and 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 when you choose to become church incorporated, um, you have to take into account the financial piece of it. That's all I'm saying. There is a there is a communal aspect, but once you decide to become church incorporated, there instantly becomes a financial and business component because you've chosen to go that route. Um, and as a result of that superstructure, you're saying that there are people you know who depend on the salaries that they're getting from these institutions. They depend. They have a you know, single stream or a primary stream of income that's paying their expenses. And, and when, when the rug gets pulled out, you have to respond in some kind of way. Exactly. Exactly. I would say primary stream, maybe not only, but definitely primary stream of income. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, A, it's unfortunate when you I think there's a quote. What's the guy's name? I can't think of a uh, I can't think of his name. But the the quote goes, it's hard for a man to to see the issue with his industry if his life depends on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Upton, Sinclair. Upton Sinclair. Thank you. Um, And so like when you when you see what what covid has done in general right covid has indiscriminately ravaged many industries you know if you're in the restaurant industry covid has ravaged that industry right and um yeah look at the quote is it is difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on his not understanding it thank you that's the exact quote thank you so when you when you have individuals who their primary stream of income um, is church incorporated and now COVID-19 has really ravaged that. 
of no fault of their own. You know, this is not, you know, they, they didn't come up with COVID. They just, they're, uh, you know, getting hit like everybody else. But the inability to pivot and sort of shift when the season changes um, had just really had me thinking like, man, I wonder what these cats are doing. Like, I just wonder, you know, I've, even when I was a church leader, like that didn't put food on my table. So I was never in the position to say, okay, I need to make sure this thing uh, is sustained because my family needs to eat. You know what I mean? But for people who that is their um, situation, I just wonder, and even to make it more relevant, you know, even you were talking about Clubhouse, and I saw a, a group on Clubhouse that was talking about itinerant preachers mm. and giving them tips and things that uh, <laughs> that they should be doing doing in 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 the era of COVID. And, and for people who don't understand what I'm saying, I looked tips this up. Tricks. Say what? Tips and tricks. Oh, tips and tricks. I, I was like, who are you calling a trick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, were giving, they were giving them tips and tricks on what to do when, right. their whole, when their livelihood depended on, you know, going from one church to the next to preach. And for people who don't know what we're saying when we say itinerant preachers, those are the traveling preachers, right? Cats who are not planted in any one particular place. They sort of, you know, migrate around to different buildings and go and preach. And that's how they make their bread. And for them, I can only imagine this has probably hit even harder. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I am aware of one. I tend That's to wrong, Avery. Uh, What's up with that snicker, Avery? That's wrong. <laughs> so I, I, I remember reading across one I, itinerant uh, preacher who I tried to have a little bit of conversation about, about um, organic fellowship. And then, you know, this person immediately shot me down. And uh, um, <clears throat> basically has said a statement of along the lines of, uh, yeah, you know how like you know computer programming? I was like, yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of like how I know the Bible. And so, <laughs> you know, like I wouldn't tell you about this out of the third. So I was like, Okay. But the rug is but the rug but, is still but, underneath people who know but, how to program computers. But but the thing is, is that I, 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 I happen to be like, you know what, let me look this person up. You know, all that's going on. You know, this person wrote an article talking about how um, <clears throat> they were un, they were in the unemployment line or waiting for an unemployment check. <laughs> so I was like, all right, right. <laughs> That's not, that's not nice, Avery. Yeah, it wasn't but, nice what they said to me. You're right. And how they uh, treated me. <laughs> it wasn't funny. nice how they treated me, right? It's just, it's just funny how that goes, right? It's like, oh. The person is scrambling, you know? I mean, we have, no, to, we person, have to keep in mind, no, the, but we do have to keep in mind that some people grew, came into adulthood under a specific narrative that someone programmed into them saying, if you are a good speaker and you believe the Bible, oh, you could have a career as a as an evangelist or as a an itiner- well, and now and, well, and and now boom the rug is gone it's, so i'm i'm talking about the pride that was clear, clearly uh in this person's heart um and they were blinded um by the fact that they uh were under the illusion that they pretty much like had a like a career you know and they did not necessarily have a career uh 
they I and it, I mean they just didn't. They I mean they had I guess uh, <laughs> opportunities to uh, to uh, preach and make money off of this institutional church while they could, but now that that has crumbled, um, you know, I mean I think I think when's that next six hundred dollars coming? <laughs> Some people have gotten their their stimulus. Yeah, I was getting ready to say yeah. Some say yeah. Some people okay. have, have already gotten it. I've known some people who already got it. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't. It's it's almost like this. I can equate it to children. Mm-hmm. Not in you know in in the words of the of the wise. Yeah, don't don't clip that by the way. Keep that re- keep that in the recording. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the I'll words. Deal with, I'll deal with the uh, the the. The repercussions. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's all good. Y'all, y'all can y'all can y'all can book a session with me at a very good idea.com <laughs> and um, submit all your complaints there. And, uh, follow my join my newsletter. But uh, in, in in all seriousness, it's like there there were things that I feel like God would wink at and kind of let slide, you know. And it's like when you have children, right? When they're three and four and five, there are things that you let slide that you do not let slide when they're ten and twelve and thirteen, right? And so I think there were just a lot of behaviors, you know. To to Eva's point, you you bring up a good point that yeah, there were people who did grow up under a certain narrative, and I don't want to knock that, you know. One of the fortunate things for me, and I do call it fortunate. I didn't grow up in church. Like I didn't grow up in like I became a believer as an adult. Like in in, in college is when I met the Lord, right? And so I don't have a lot of that baggage that comes along with that growing up in that narrative where tra- like there's another term for itinerant it's a uh, circuit preachers. They get connected with a certain circuit and that's the same circuit they just continue to work. No, I'm serious. I'm just being, I'm being, you know, even though they're crack, I'm just, I'm, I'm not really, that wasn't really even a joke. That was like, a, that was a, see, see, y'all, she's muting her mic. She's, she's muting her mic so y'all can't hear her laughing right now. But, you talking about circus preachers? Yeah. No, 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 circuit, not circus. Come on, man, stop okay. that. Stop that, man. I mean, they come up with all kinds of things these days. But right? um, that's what they were talking about, like little tips and stuff. So. <laughs> For the circus creatures. But uh, you know, flip, you know, juggling monkeys or whatever else they gonna be doing. I don't know. You know, <laughs> don't call congregants that. What's oh, oh yeah. y'all are taking this, ladies and gentlemen. This was not the direction we was trying to go in. I just wanted to, I just wanted to talk about the change in season. We're in a different season right now, and they. And they even unmute your mic, man. People, yeah. people think I'm in here just being malicious, AJ, man. You're gonna, you're gonna run all three of our listeners away. <laughs> okay, AJ, please, con- please continue with, <laughs> with, with, with what you're trying to say. But in, 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 in all seriousness, I um, there like there were things that you would wink at as when 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 children are small that you won't wink at now. And I think that because that narrative for people who grew up in that narrative and that baggage, I think God was letting some of that stuff slide. And I mean, maybe one of the answers to the rug being pulled out, the proverbial rug being pulled out is like, yo, you may have to realize that God is not letting that stuff slide anymore, whether you grew up in that narrative or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example of this. I, I look at it like, when the children of Israel left Egypt, right? One of their biggest complaints to Moses and in effect to, to, to God himself was, yo, our lives were comfortable in Egypt. Why you got us out here, 
right, on this grind, homie. And the continual complaints, God's response to it was, okay, this generation is not going to make it out of here. Right, that, like, that was his response. It wasn't like, all right, let me work with y'all. For the continuance of these complaints, for the continuance of constantly referencing back when things were normal, because what do we hear now? I can't wait till it gets back to normal. Well, that's mm-hmm. what that's what the children of Israel were saying. That was normal for us. We were in Egypt. We were comfortable. We had meat on our tables. That was normal. We would like for things to get back to normal. And God was like, all right, you know what? These cats right here can't make it, so let's just move on to the next generation. These cats are too focused on getting back to normal. And there is no more normal in the way that they are thinking about normal. And Mm -hmm. I think that you can equate that to where we are now. We're a little bit in the wilderness. A little bit of this is wilderness walk. And uh, there are too many believers who are like, yo, I can't wait till things get back to normal. And it's like, nah, there will be no quote unquote normal in the way in which you are thinking about normal. There will be a change of season and you have to realize that it's not going to be the way it was in 2018 or 2019, 2021 or 22 or whatever. It's not going to be the same kind of situation that we're going to find ourselves in. And I'm just not sure if enough people are realizing that, you know what I'm saying? You, you're making a parallel that, um, that I think is extremely important in general, in life, something that, those of us who live in the Western world and are extremely comfortable, we seldom think about this. But then now that it smacked us upside the head, even living in this comfortable Western world, uh, the, the parallel between us and the children of Israel, the, the wilderness and the wilderness we're going through now, the promised land, the wanting to go back to the comforts of Goshen, th- those are that that's a real I think that's something worth meditating on. Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad I could enlighten. No, nah, but in, in in all seriousness, we 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 have to just realize. I think that things have changed, and so that's what made me start to think about. Well, what are these? Like, I got good friends, good brothers who I know who are church leaders, and you know we don't see eye to eye on a lot of stuff, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But I just began to think about them. Like, man, I wonder what they're doing right now. Right. Well, I, I do want to bring up a possible objection then. Go ahead. Know. Go ahead. So, you know, the, the parallel is, is, is very important. But some people might say that the fact that we're going through tough times does not dismiss itinerant preaching or the, 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 the church superstructure or the institutionalized church. It does not dismiss those things from being valid structures and valid uh, ways that we do worship and do community and serve um, outside of the the four walls and and live within the four walls. None of those things are invalidated by the fact that we're going through a pandemic. So, AJ, why are you telling these, you know, preachers who depend on uh, the money that they get from preaching um, that, here we are at a pandemic and, and look at the way that, that you're struggling and maybe there was something wrong with, you know, with the lifestyle that you lived before. It's not even to, to ridicule or say you're doing something wrong. I think that 
just not recognizing the the change of the times and seasons. You know, like the sons of Issachar, when David had the sons of Issachar, who were actually a very small group, right? They were one of the smaller um, groups within the nation of Israel. Um, but they understood the times and the seasons. And so I think that the it, it it's not that you were doing this thing before and you're not doing it now and something's wrong with you. It's like, if I take my lawnmower outside right now in the middle of January, for as nice as my lawnmower is, it will be ineffective in the middle of January. And that, I think that's the point that, you know, I wanted to sort of kind of parse a little bit was, okay, you did this thing before, it worked out fine, whatever. However you did it, it worked out for you, great. But times are different now. What are you doing now, right? One of the stories, oh, go ahead. And if somebody is actually a minister, if their foundational or if their foundational gifting or assignment that God has is to be an evangelist or something like that, then that's something that should realize the times. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that, well, the way that I did this for my whole life is to march into the church in the beginning when the call to worship came and this is the way I did it. I'm going to keep on doing it. No, ultimately, you're not a church walker into you are a minister and so how does that look now so yeah I, I see how you could say well yeah continue to minister continue to do what you're doing but the way that you do it has to change if you're going to continue to be relevant to what god wants well um, i mean to me yes i i hear it is just saying uh to me i feel like ministry is something that well i mean it means service right Ministry means service. That's not something that is uh, <clears throat> that, that that's something that's uh, pandemic proof. Right. You know, like the spirit behind it in the direct. Nice, path. nice, in, nice, in nice. In addition nice. to that, in addition to that, the model of the church, the model of the church is always is always the family, um, because if you look at how uh, the scriptures have presented itself, um, it is about the relationship between in that within the household and then how that spreads out from the household. Um, it's our first responsibility, the family's first responsibility in the first ministry. Uh, and we can, we can display how conformed we are within the image of Christ by how we interact with those who are closest to us. And in addition to that, um, when we refer to the nation of Israel, these aren't just some random people. Nation of Israel is a family. It's an extended family. Right. That's what nation means, extended family. People people really miss that. Um, it's not a church service. Right. And um, maybe now this is easier for people to understand, but, you know, it might still be missed on people if you don't read your Bible, especially First Peter, the second chapter. If you read First Peter 2, you'll see how the scriptures refer to the believers of uh, <clears throat> of Jesus Christ as um, living stone, living stones built up into a spiritual house. Um, we are the building. It's a metaphor. It's never supposed to mean an actual literal building. Uh, but I just I just wanted to I just wanted to uh, point that out. And so this right now is an opportunity for people to apply. Yeah, second, um, I'm sorry, first Peter, the second chapter, 
uh, fifth verse says, yea, also, ye also, yea, like Kanye, ye also as living stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Um, it goes on and on and on, uh, but we are to have a sacred assembly. We are to fellowship, but the parameters around that have everything to do with the family. It has nothing to do with um, organizing and uh, uh, following a particular itinerary on a Sunday in a building that you pay rent to. It doesn't, but um, admittedly, a lot of people are not, a lot of people are not really willing to, um, to go that far with it and step away from that stuff. And then also a lot of people have um, earthly connection to the practice. Uh, a lot of people are really kind of stuck. And I say this respectfully stuck on the history of the church. Um, albeit um, not necessarily completely biblical. A lot of people are, 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 um, are, uh, infatuated or have sentimental or even material connection, historical connection to the quote unquote black church um, and its history as being a haven, um, a safe haven for um, black people within the United States. Um, because that was really, really the only place that allowed a man um, to actualize himself by starting a church. Because that's one of the things that we could do. Back in the set, back in the 1800s, whereas women could go out from the household, and then they could they had a lot more variety of uh, work options available for them. But for men, it really wasn't as much. I mean, you know, you could be a porter, uh, you could be a preacher. Um, I mean, it was like a couple other things, sharecropping, but it really wasn't that many opportunities. So the black church certainly has a very historical, very important role. Um, Thank you for black. mentioning that context. Thank yeah. you for mentioning the context. Yeah. Within, within black society. And so that's crime, why, you know, that's why I actually mentioned the fact yeah, that I didn't grow up in church. Cause yeah, I, I know people who come from that kind of lineage yeah, who like yeah. my grandfather, my great, like there've been preachers exactly. down my line for exactly. the last. Exactly. And so, yeah, yeah I, I, I understand like that is a difficult thing for people to feel like they're going to give up. So you make a, a really good point. Eh? I mean, like for some people walking away from that is almost like rejecting their own families because yeah. there, you know, there've been so many generations of quote unquote pastors and preachers that if they say, Hey, I'm just going to go and do something over here more organically. It's a, it, there's a different type of connection. So I always acknowledge that. Like I, I have two really good friends who like, they come from like five or six generations of preachers. Yeah. Like I didn't even know, like I just found out, well not this year, but in 2020, one of them, like he was telling me like how far back it was. Like, and I've known this guy for years. And I was like, for real? He's like, yeah, Mike, my great grandfather was a preacher down South. He was a church planner. And I was like, I didn't even know that about this cat, like how deep this right. thing goes and, you know, and, back in the 1800s. Like he was exactly. playing churches in the South. You know what I mean? And, and, right. And so at that point, and I say this respect, I say this very respectfully, it's not about the Bible. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Bible. In fact, for a lot of people, it has very little to do with the Bible. 
it has um, more to do with their family history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, has, yeah. it has more to, like, uh, yeah, exactly. It has more to do with a social connection, historical, historical connection, certain lineage where the Bible might be adjacent to it, but it's not necessarily the central motivation. That's a so, that's a really, really good point, A. Yeah, but that's a hard word. It's a hard it word hard. because now I think that's why the Lord has to put us in this situation. When we get so connected to something where we will not yeah. let it go, Exactly. I think that's when he steps in and starts yeah. kicking over our, te- you know, kicking our blocks over when we, you know, when we building something, he starts kicking our blocks over. Because at, at that point, it's like worshiping our blackness. Yes. No. Um, and that's a hard, like Eva just said, that's a hard, that's a hard, there's a really big push right now for those, you know, who are on social. There's a really big push right now to deify to a certain respect the black church there's a well, lot of people that are but, saying we're not we're not and i'm just I'm just just to, to clarify that statement i'm not saying we're calling the church but there's a really big push by a lot of african americans because we're trying to distinguish ourselves from the right wing evangelicals we're saying we're not them we're this and this is why and look at all of these great African-American theologians and this. And so there's a big push. And so I think, A, that that point that you just made about sort of elevating our blackness, quote unquote, um, is, well, a, would, is a really good, would, you know. Yeah, I would say it's not it's not really elevating the blackness uh, as much as it is the reason for the black church being necessary in the first place. I, I didn't the say reason. The reason for the the current distinctions being made in the first place, I think, supersede any elevation of blackness. And I might be misquoting you. Go go ahead. Repeat what you said. eh? Yeah. To be clear, I didn't say elevating. I I say um, uh, uh, worshiping our blackness. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Well, you know that. But yeah, I think that. I think that worshiping blackness, um, even if if it does exist, I think it just is secondary and tertiary to to the reason that the black church had to come about in the first place or the reason that contemporary distinctions are being made where people are withdrawing themselves from these evangelical white spaces and saying, wait a second, what about our traditional black churches? That's where we came from in the first place. Well, yeah, I, I understand that. It, and and my point about worshiping blackness, I'm referring to like when people start going down the line of you start to get into Santeriaism, uh-huh. you know, Wakandaism and Wakanda and all of that stuff. Uh, so yeah. that, I, I knew how to do this exactly where you saying, was going. <laughs> all I'm saying is like, you know, it's a romanticism and yes. there's no disrespect. I'm yeah. just saying that we can, we can kind of like, uh, um, get we we can stop there and not go like even before the institution or the or how the black church became quote unquote you know necessary because there was the church that existed before that through that and after that right. period. That's a and that's so, a really good point. So you know we 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 get. Big C and little C mixed up as far as church, yeah. right? And so, uh, um, um, that's not to say that the spirit of the heavenly Father did not move uh, among these people. I'm not saying that at all. Right. I'm saying that when the spirit of the heavenly Father moves, it does not necessarily, or he, or whatever, does not necessarily manifest itself in a government-sponsored institution. Right. <laughs> that's what people. 
Yeah, if you when you when you research when you when you look at one of the things I've been encouraging people that that I walk with recently is start to look at biblical history along with like just normal history, like look at them kind of in parallel, and you'll see that that has always been one of the enemy's tactics against God's people is to always make it the official thing, governmentize it or whatever, whatever that word is, right? Align it with whatever the the current power structure of the time is. Once you see God make a move, you immediately see, like, I mean, within a century, you see whatever the governmental power structure of the time is, try to align itself with what God is doing. Right. And so that's what we have to make sure that we don't lose sight of in the I, I love that that phrase, um, a romanticizing um, the the black church, because when we make ourselves going back to the original statement, making ourselves pandemic proof or being able to pivot when the season changes. Right. Because these times and seasons change. The Bible talks about how there are different times and seasons. And so when the season changes, if we're not aligned with any one particular power structure, that's how we're able to pivot. Right. And God does. God has done this before. You know, when you read the book of Acts, you realize the book of Acts was launched because of tremendous amount of persecution in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is what that that persecution there is what led the apostles out to the other areas. Like when 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 Christ says you'll be witnesses of me first in Jerusalem, then Judea and Samaria. He didn't tell them how they was going to get there. They thought, oh, yeah, we're just going to start going. No, no, no. They're going to chase you out of Jerusalem. My brothers, they're going to chase you out and you're going to find yourself in Judea and Samaria and the other parts of the earth because you're going to romanticize Jerusalem. They didn't want to leave. Nah, this is where it's popping. Okay, I got to get you out. And so I think we have to be able to we have to be able to pivot, and that's what can get us locked in to one mode, never changing, and then we yeah. become the prey instead of the predator. So the changing season you're seeing as an opportunity, and it seems like you're encouraging us and the listeners to see this is not an inconvenience, but Facts. you know, if, if we're really tuned in, if we're really connected to the biblical narrative, uh, just like when you read biographies and you're like, man, the course of somebody's life has so many chapters. I shouldn't get so caught up in my current chapter because there's a big book being written. Going back to, to the Bible, when we see the biblical narrative over time, we should automatically connect wherever we are to that and see it, you know, from the from a larger scope and it's it's interesting yeah that you're saying okay things seem to be bad in some ways but this is a season change and it's an opportunity it's not just oh i have to do this or that no it's a chance to do this or that facts That's that's exactly it and that's why it's so important i always tell people you cannot do this in a vacuum you know, people try to say, well, I'm, it's, all I need is me and God and I'm just going to yep. do. I'm like, no, you can't do that in a vacuum because that's how you become, you know, them cats drinking the Kool-Aid and you start thinking about motherships because you try to do it in a vacuum. And listen, God is too big and too vast for you individually to try to figure this out in a vacuum. 
So I even steer like I even steer clear you know, of the people that go in the complete opposite direction, right? They they run from church, so it's like, nah, I'm just in the house with my Bible and all I need is God. Okay. I'm steering clear of that cat too because you're gonna try to figure this out on your own in a vacuum. It doesn't work that way either, right? Yeah. You still have to be connected to the body of Christ, which is why even when cats are tripping, I always say we because I realize we are still connected, even though you might have some gangrene. You know what I'm saying? It might be it, it might mm-hmm. be some uh, uh, some issues going on. I still realize we are a part of the same body that God is desiring to return to. Um, so anyway, 2021. You know, for for people who are whether you're a church leader, whether you attend churches understand that the financial impact of COVID is real. Um, and, you know, because we have chosen to go the route of church incorporated, not just because, but it's because of the route we have chosen to go. We chose to go church incorporated. And once you do that, you cannot like, you know, people say, oh, it ain't about the money. It's about God. No, it kind of is about the money. You made it about the money when you decided to go church incorporated. Right. You have bills to pay. You have salaries to account for. You have other expenses. You made it about the money when you decided to go church incorporated. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't about the money at when first. You decided, when you decided on tax exemption. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When you decided to duck and dodge the taxes, Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Right. Christ ain't running from taxes. We running from taxes. He says, I, "I'll give Caesar what belongs to him. What What does Uncle Sam want? Take that, so I can continue to move and advance God's kingdom. I'm not ducking and dodging taxes. We are trying to duck and dodge taxes. You know, one of the most challenging things I heard years ago was, can the can believers get to the place where we're willing to give without the benefit of getting that tax right off at the end of the year? Can you start giving?" And not be looking for those slips at the end of the year, like, yeah, I gave 8000 this year. I'm looking for that. Like, that's how you know we ain't ready yet. That's how you know we're not ready. We haven't been ready to pivot because we still looking for them donation slips from Church Incorporated at the end of every year, right? At the end of every year because, hey, I've been dropping money in them buckets, bro. Where's, <laughs> where is my slip? I need this tax write-off. We we still not ready. We still got lawnmowers in the middle of January. I've been dropping the the silent money, not the noisy money. <laughs> right. I've been dropping that money that folds, not the money that clinks. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we 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 have to be ready to change and pivot and transition. And I don't think we have a choice anymore. Like there was a time we had a choice, and because we chose not to. God's coming and kicking over our blocks, man. You know, we, we've been building our Lego blocks and God coming in there and kicking them over, man. So we, uh, listen, I love, I love my brothers who are still in churches. I love them who are still leading churches. This is no hate. I know people who've listened to this show over the years. You may think we, we got hate and we got smoke for them people. And I don't, I love them guys, man. I just realized their limitations of it. That's all. I just realized it's limitations. I realize that it will only go so far. Like elementary school is amazing when you're elementary school age, right? When you're elementary school age, putting you in college would be a detriment to you. Elementary school is amazing when you are that age. But by contrast, have you ever seen a college student try to sit in one of those elementary school chairs? 
<laughs> right. When I when I try to go to the kids' class and put my big behind in one of them chairs, it's 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 not a game. You know, it's not a game out in these streets. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're gonna continue this conversation. Um, because we we had a good story at the end of 2020, which is going to lead us to a good interview that we hope to capstone this with. But we're going to talk a little bit more about finances and money and, you know, some of the ways in which we are seeing the how it's impacting uh, churches, particularly in the era of covid. Right. Pre pre covid, we, we were we were moving in a particular way. But now in the era of covid, we're we're being forced to change and shift and pivot and do some different things and 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 I don't think we we really have a a choice in the matter anymore back we're back uh, first show of 2021 I have to have a this week in the news because I'm gonna have to give the people something to. Got to give y'all something to laugh at. All right. So saints are out here tripping as usual. Um, and, you know, I don't know, man. I, sometimes it's like, man, Lord, do I got to be the one to do this? It's like, yeah, you know, we got to be the one. Um, th- so there there was a uh, congressman recently who ended a uh, session of Congress. Many of you may have already heard about this on the news because um, it was picked up by just about every every single mainstream media fake news outlet. Fake news. I'm going to miss that. When he's out of office, I'm going to miss fake news. It's fake news. Um, but uh, the mainstream media, everybody picked this up. But Representative Emmanuel Cleaver, uh, this past week, he ended a uh, session in the House with a particular prayer. Um you can go on Twitter. You can go all over and 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 find it. Um, but it was it was interesting. To, <laughs> it, see, you muting your microphone, Eva. I'm gonna have for to just sake, insert for the sake for the sake of that that mic. I hope you didn't have chronic halitosis. That that exhale was just epic. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was. Like people are are jumping. So for for those of you who don't know, so Representative Cleaver, by the way, he is also a pastor in the United Methodist Church, which is why I'm bringing this up. So he 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 asks, you know, in the name of the monotheistic God, who some call Brahma, some call Allah, blah. I mean, he's just going. He's all over the place. He, I mean, this dude is all over the place with this thing. He's and not trying to miss anybody's God. He's he wa- not he trying to make sure everybody's God is, is alerted to this prayer. Yeah. I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I guess so. I mean, this, this cat is all over the place. And then after he does that, then he says, Oh, he says, yeah, we ask this in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma and the God known by many names and different faiths. And then he ends and he says, amen and a woman. And I'm like, what? By the way, for people who don't understand, amen is Latin. Amen is a Latin term for so be it. Right? So when, be it. When we pray and we say amen. It has nothing to do with men versus women. It's thank you. When we say amen in our prayers, we're saying so let it be done. Like, so be it. God, you're... 
whatever we ask, so be it if you decide to do this or do something different. We, we are saying we are in agreement with God. Amen. <laughs> right? This is not a, a gendered word. But of, of, of course, people want to sink their teeth into that piece. But I, the other part that's crazy about it is all of these different gods he's pulling into this thing. It's a pantheon. It's a pantheon. <laughs> it's like the Avengers. It's like the, it's like the Avengers of, of, of deities. You know what I'm saying? Voltron done came together. <laughs> but this, this guy, like, I think that the part that people are missing, this guy's a pastor in the United Methodist Church. I think that he holds his place as a representative in Congress higher than his pastorship. Well, at the time that he made the, well, yeah, at the time he made the prayer, uh, he was serving Congress, but he was still praying. So, so yeah, it's hard to, to tell where each foot was, or maybe he was straddling the fence. Either way, um, it sounds like you're clowning him because of the Pantheon, because of the Latin, because he wasn't passing any linguistic classes. So for those of you who don't know, he's a Democratic representative, um, and I'm clowning him because it's, you know, clearly he is a liberal, um, and I don't, I don't, claim liberal or conservative i am neither and i'm both um and that's a subject for another show but my my point is is that wanting to ride the liberal train to sound cool because we're about to get a you know democratic president and vice president and we're kicking out the republican conservative so let me ride this liberal train all the way to the end to even like he should know better my like my point is I get, you know, he should know amen is not a gendered word, right? He's a pastor. So he should know that amen is is a Latin term that's just been used throughout the history of the church. But rather than being responsible with the usage of that word, I want to ride the liberal train right now because we kind of riding the wave. We riding the wave right now, right? We we got Trump out. We got two more Democratic senators, right? We got Biden and Kamala, Kamala coming on in, right? Kamala, they they Mamala. That's that, that's what they was calling on SNL. They um, yeah, that's because her her uh, stepdaughters call her Mamala or stepchildren call her Mamala. Kamala, like scam. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah, pronounce it that way. Oh, uh, no. Okay, he he he's just riding a wave, trying to be cool, trying to be woke, and he comes across foolish and ignorant. And oh, man, and one thing that does come to my mind is there. Maybe you can remind me of the details, but there there seems to have been in the New Testament a response when um, someone prayed to a god preached by another. Um, yeah, it was called. Yeah, we just. How long were you looking for that sound effect? <laughs> we just give them crickets when they start praying to the low. Look in in the words of uh, Brady Goodwin Jr. Man, lowercase gods bow down to the capital. Man, I'm just, I can't, I can't. Uh, you know, let, let let me drop, let me drop a for a. For the for the CM, lower lowercase gods bow down to the Capitol. I mean, this guy, if he wasn't a pastor, if he wasn't someone who claimed to be something that is supposed to be advancing the kingdom of God, this would be just another non-story, to, at least to me. 
Um, but for someone who's claiming to be a pastor in the United Methodist Church, he should just know better. I think he should know better. Um, and so I'm going to I'm going to give him a, you know, a <laughs> to Mr. Uh, <laughs> I'm just using all my sound, y'all. It's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the it's the new year. Mr. Emmanuel Cleaver, I'm, you know, he says it was a joke, but <laughs> Well, a joke at the end of a uh, the prayer. Uh, uh, so that means the whole prayer was a joke because of you know because well, of all that was called upon during the <laughs> prayer. I mean, he he says that he's disappointed that his prayer was misinterpreted and misconstrued. You know, he says he he believes prayers to be a personal com conversation um, between God and the person making the prayer. Excuse me. But he says, rather than making or ma rather than reflecting on the faithful request that he was communicating, uh, people are perverting what he said and, you know, blah, 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 blah. He'll, you know, a bunch of political jargon. I'm just like, dude, you should know better. You, mm -hmm. you, you should know better. And you chose to try to ride the liberal wave, hoping that nobody would notice. That's what it really was. You were hoping that nobody would notice. And we did. And for that, my man, nah, you get a nah. So anyway, there it is. Emmanuel Cleaver, nah, bro, nah, bro. He's, you know, nah, just nah, bro. I'm going to get a nah, bro soundtrack to put on here. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we do thank y'all for rocking with us. In the new year, we're going to be back like we never left. And like LeVar Ball, we never lost, never lost. So any, any, any closing remarks, y'all? Oh, you got an Emmanuel Cleaver all got you guys all uh, worked up and out. Cat got the tongue. All right. Anyhow, we thank y'all for riding with us. So whether we're talking about foolish Congress people, uh, churches making bread or churches not making bread or transitioning in the season, you know, we're going to keep God in the mix. So for Eve and a sizzle, this is AJ saying peace. Peace. Welcome to 2021. All right. Peace. Who done left the yard When they come in sun they rep hard Sit on no fun in their squad There they go, they the sons of God They the ones who done left the yard When they come in sun they rep hard Sit on no fun in their squad